going on, everybody? Hey, we're back again. We're back. It's Sheen, another episode out in these Twitter streets, in these internet streets. Victor, what's good? What's going on? Everything um, and too much. Um, so with what I do working with students, we have, that is just getting crazy right now. So as y'all know, we will, for three weeks, we'll be on a different schedule. We'll be back on track and it's all my fault. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but you know, I have to make that money. So that, that, that's the situation, but in all, I'm good. I'm a little tired, um, but I'm good. That's I'm, good. That's good. Oh, I'm trying to stay ahead, trying to stay my uh, my head above water. Um, have a big uh, charity event coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. I might periscope a few of the events, so be on the lookout for when Megastream goes live. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, uh, still bullshitting around, still uh, <laughs> still doing the whiz, uh, wobbling on this uh, right knee. I have an appointment, you know, this Friday. Hopefully they'll say, oh, it's nothing. Um, give me some kind of medication and be on my way and actually tell me what the fuck was wrong with this knee. Because you don't have time. You got a show to do. Right, go. baby. Baby, I got a show to do. Show. <laughs> I can't be up there uh, like a a Bambi with arthritis. Trying to do all these hops and these dips and the spins, trying to sing "Brand New Day." Like, come on now. You might be like um, Becky. I can't remember her name. There was a movie called um, "American Anthem." It was all about gymnastics, and there was one of the contestants. Her knee was giving her problems, and she didn't want to tell nobody. And she performed on that knee, and mm. she was struggling, but she made it through. And I was like, "That's how you do it. You just have to keep going, regardless. The show must." Right. The show must go on, and this is the paid gig, so you know I'm trying to get my money, honey. Yeah, you can't be playing around with that. That's you know that that's that's an old saying. You know, hoes in the street. You know, if they are hurt, they still got to perform. <laughs> <laughs> they still got to be out there. And right. <laughs> broken foot, everything. I so said a foot broke, but something else ain't. So you right. Know, that way. Throw this back out right quick and keep it moving. Yeah, keep it moving. But let's get on into some stuff. There's been a lot of stuff going on. A lot, especially with Wonder Woman. We're going to get into that because we have our review. Um, but there's a lot going on with that. But there's other stuff going on, too. So let's go ahead and get into this tea. Um, and you you found something about Margaret Cho. And I'm like, what did she do today? Well, well not Margaret. Not Margaret Cho, Margaret Court. Oh. Um, <laughs> Look at me. So Margaret Court is a famous, well, was a famous, well, is a famous tennis player. She is the holder for uh, the most win, uh, most Grand Slam wins, 24. Mm-hmm. So earlier, uh, I believe it was down in Australia, Qantas, the, uh, one of the, um, the nation's uh, carrier, airline carriers down there had mm-hmm. a, um, we're promoting same-sex marriage. I thought that was somebody's name. <laughs> <laughs> but the the airline was uh, promoting uh, same-sex marriage, and Margaret Court had an p- issue with it. Mm. She said, oh, um, I can't 
I won't be flying them anymore because they promote uh, same-sex marriage. And marriage is only supposed to be, you know, the tired ass between a man and a woman, yada, 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 this, that, and the third, whatever. So, um, Martina Navratilova came up and said, um, girl, what are you doing? Shut up. (laughs) And you know, Martina, Martina's been a butch queen ever since she was playing with them wooden raggeds back (laughs) in the day. Yeah. Uh, she called her a racist and a homophobe. I'm gonna act she threw in racist. <laughs> oh no! Oh, um, um, she has the receipts about her being a racist. Oh lord, here we go. And uh, a lot of other tennis players have called, will come out in support of gay marriage, like uh, Andy Murray, uh, Milos Raucic, uh, Casey Delacqua, a lot of other players. And they're to the point where they want, because in Grand Slams, a lot of uh, famous people have their names on the show courts. In Margaret Court, she's originally from uh, Australia. She has her name on one of the show courts that they play on. So a lot of players are calling for the uh, Australian Open officials to take her name off that show court. And it's going to the point where Next next season, next Australian Open, people might not even want to play on that or boycott playing on her court. Which I was like, you know what? If it will send a message that this shit is not going to be tolerated, because let's be honest, tennis got a gang of lesbians and gay guys up through there. So I don't know why she fixed her mouth to say, oh, I don't like that. If you have something shitty to say, just say it. Just keep it to yourself. Keep it to <laughs> yourself. Don't let the world know you are uh, full of a piece of shit. Well, she did it today. And I'm like, I feel like these people need to realize you can't say that. And then you got to think about endorsements. And if you didn't really have that much in the beginning. Right. So I guess you don't like your money. I feel like that's they, they, whoever their publicists or whoever their managers are, then they need to sit down and like, okay, before we, before you say or do anything, this is what you're not going to say, right? But see, not going to say it too. She's a oh, she's she was has is past her prom. She's not playing anymore. She's like sixty seventies. So she's already cemented herself as legendary status in the tennis world. We're not taking that away from her. You can be a legend and still be a piece of shit. Look at uh, McEnroe, Patrick, and his brother. They're still pieces of shit. Look at uh, Jason Kidd. Look at um, so many other sport figures. Yeah, they still put up numbers and have these beats and whatnot, but you could still be a piece of shit. I know. I had a crush on Jason Kidd, too. That's why. I did, too. They're always hurting. Just you have your faves, and then they turn around and do something. You are just like you know what? Right, we got to let this go. <laughs> you know when you're not ready, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> neither one of us wants to say goodbye. Yeah, but yeah, Margaret, just shut, just show old white ass up, girl. Oh, just be quiet. Let's see. Speaking of marriage, <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently. And Batman issue 24, Batman is going to get down on one knee and ask Catwoman to marry him. 
This, we don't really know what, but we do know for 75 years, it has been a very interesting, tense relationship between the two. They've been villains. They've been lovers in different timelines. They have a kid. In fact, on Earth 2, the Huntress is their daughter. Oh, girl. <laughs> I think they kind of allude to that and um, that horrible TV show, Birds of Prey. Because um, she had adapted some of her mother's abilities or whatever they, they try to claim. So um, so there's going to be, you know, the question would be, will she marry him? Will she say, say yes to him? So I, I'm curious, you know, how you feel about this. Because I was like, I don't, I didn't see this coming. I don't know if I want this. I don't want this either, to be honest. Like, they'll get married and then something will happen and then they'll break up. Yeah, I mean, they try to, they forced Superman and Wonder Woman together, and we didn't like that either. A lot of us did not care for that. Um, I thought I would like it, but I didn't. Um, the same as I didn't like Storm and Black Panther together. I thought that was forced. But Wasn't, um, wasn't Black Panther a fuckboy anyway? Yeah, he was kind of, because first he already, because, you know, the original um, notion of the Dora Moje was they were like his brides to be and they you know they were kind of like his women on the, you know like his choice his choices um, so yeah he was kind of that way because he had many of women he was knocking up with Monica um, and then the other Monica Captain America Monica Storm there was a few other people he had some some chances with so with with Batman it's interesting that he wants to marry her. I, I don't know if their relationship has escalated to marriage. Um, because he has a son by Talia, Ross Agul, whatever her name is. Uh, well, Ross Agul's daughter, Talia. So they have a kid already. She, Catwoman has a kid by somebody else. So, you know, they bring in, they making up their own Brady Bunch. Right. <laughs> But I don't know. I don't know if I'm here for it. But I, I haven't read Batman to really have a real informed opinion. But I just think it's interesting. Uh, don't do it. But you know, as soon as folks say don't do it, they're going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. It may be something behind reason why they're doing this. There could be something. You know, it could be something going on. So I guess you know, for y'all, if y'all want to check out Batman issue twenty four. Um, I'm going to check it out. I might just buy it just to see what the big deal is and see what's behind this because it's interesting. But the picture it has, it has literally Batman on one knee presenting a ring to Catwoman. So we'll see what happens if Selina and and Bruce <laughs> tie the knot. So what else do we have? Cowboy Bebop. <sighs> it was only a matter of time before this was going to happen, and I know it. I so for those of y'all um, who don't know, Cowboy Bebop is a very popular, I guess, anime um, yep. cartoon, which is it's, it's it's fun. It has interesting characters in it, interesting hairstyles. Jassy as hell. That uh, theme song is jassy. Ooh, I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have interesting styles, hairstyles, interesting look to it. It's a very kind. This is a very fun anime, um, but now they want to make it a, a live action television show. You know, you know what they're going to do. You know exactly what they're going to do. Everybody knows what they're going to do, and we're just going to let it see it fail. <laughs> I'm mad because you already said this one. <laughs> it's just like they did that with Death Note. They did that with Ghost in the Shell. They did that with Doctor Strange. I'm like, 
how much money do y'all need to lose in order to get the point? Because yeah. no, no casting has been announced yet. However, we already know when they do these uh, people of color kind of type shows, they always put some lily white person in front of it as if people of color can't tell their own stories. Yeah. Now, is it clear to people that these are people of color? Because what the argument comes sometimes come down to is like, well, how do we know if they're, are they really supposed to be this? Are they supposed to be that? And I was like, oh, I think you can tell with some of the characters. but Right. And especially, typically, it's a Japanese, it's anime. So usually the characters are going to be of a Japanese or Asian descent. But I, I, you know, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired of the bullshit. You know, it's, we'll get into another topic later on, um, as far as casting and some bullshit. It's just, y'all, y'all gonna do what y'all gonna do regardless. And we're gonna do what we're gonna do regardless. Yes. And what's, what should be on the table? of any of these conversations is the receipts. The uh-huh. receipts are shown when you do not include people of color or you, you whitewash it. We are not, nobody shows up. Nobody has been showing up. So if y'all love money enough, you will be like, wait, <laughs> before we put any more green lights on this, we need to make sure our cast is correct. Because if Matt Damon can have a sinker, if this mummy, which is already looking like it's going to be a mess, you knew good now. goddamn well that shit was gonna be a mess. I don't yes. even know why they fixed their faces. Because they didn't have my, they didn't have two of my men on there. They didn't have my my ex husband Brandon Fraser. They didn't have um, my other. Oh, ex- fair. Yeah, they, that's my other ex husband. <laughs> we had a nice um, year together in the streets, but but anyway, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that. They have Tom Cruise and they bake it on Tom Cruise. And I'm like, to me, Tom Cruise is almost like, um, what's his name? Um, Jason Bourne, wherever he is. Oh, um, Matt Damon. Yeah, it's like they get to a point where we, we want to see somebody new. So they need to think about this. But anyway, with this, they just need to make sure that the casting is correct. Because um, if they're not, we're not going to show up. Right. We're not. We're not. But anyway, Cowboy Bebop, we'll be checking you out um, again. And if you do it, keep the characters interesting. Like, because these characters in the show are fun looking and everything. I've only seen like um, a few, but it seemed like it was, you know, it was like a little action, a little fun. I personally think it reminds me of Firefly. And I think some other people saw that, but some people have never seen Firefly. So I, I get that. Um, it's like kind of a Western, space Western-ish type of thing. But that's what I kind of think when I think of Cowboy Bebop. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll be checking on that and see how that goes. Because of casting, segue into another thing. Um, New Mutants. Come on, segue. <laughs> New Mutants continues to disappoint us. You know what? Go ahead. And I'll say my piece, and then yeah, I'm not going to talk about New Mutants no goddamn more. Because they went ahead and cast um, Roberto, Roberto da Costa, everybody knows as uh, Sunspot. They did cast a Brazilian, but not an Afro 
Latino person, which if, again, you look back at the graphic novel of New Mutants, there is a whole ass scene of his introduction that talks that mentions because he's black and how they were picking on him, which activated his powers in the first place. Very, very clear piece, but they picked just a light-skinned Brazilian. Something that's interesting because in the Latino entertainment world, they have been notoriously picking light-skinned Latinos to play a lot of the roles and not really the dark-skinned Latinos. Like, if you look at some of the telenovelas, a lot of light people. So it this didn't help. And I forgot the little boy's name. And, you know, it's no fault to him. He can't help it because he's light. But at the same time, you know, he was in Teen Wolf. That's all I know about him. He's a cute guy, but I just think they should have been very mindful of what Roberto means, especially when you think about how he was introduced in comics. This means they they really don't give a shit. They say, like, fuck whatever everybody else wants or thinks. We're going to do it our same way. And um, Latinx Geeks had a really good essay or uh, a piece about Sunspot and why he needed to be cast as an Afro Brazilian. Was it Brazilian, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, as an Afro Brazilian. This is just like if somebody would have cast Magneto as Muslim instead of Jewish, mm-hmm. it would like it. This his story wouldn't make sense. And they're coming, uh, the storyline is not going to be any kind of villains. It's not going to be any kind of um, uh, costumes. This is going to be like a horror movie. I was like, the horror started when y'all did the casting. <laughs> Let's be honest about that. Yeah. And it goes to show you, like, the closer it is to a white, the white skin, then they believe that that equals profitability. Yeah. Because they are still, and it's, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know where this is coming from because we, we all are seeing the new evolution of, of television and film. And so I'm just like, I don't know where y'all still holding on to this or why are you still doubting the fans? Yes, we do have some stupid ass fans, but at the same time, we are ready for it. We know his story. You know what I'm saying? We could easily Google his story, but those of us who have read The New Mutants, we know about Roberto. We know that that was a struggle for him. But apparently, Marvel, even the, even the people who are doing the comics have forgotten his story, too. So, mm-hmm. um, I hope that it, this comes up a little bit more as they are continuing casting and getting ready to do the film. Because they picked Sam, and I'm like, I don't even know who this... I know who the guy is, but I'm like, that's not who I would think of Sam Guffrey, but... Um, again, this kind of pissed people off, and I'm—I don't know how I feel about this movie at this point. I—I I really don't know either. And I think oh, they were trying. I think oh, what's her name from Luke Cage? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. Rosario. Who? Rosario Dawson. Yes, they're trying to get her for uh, Cecilia. Right. Uh, Reyes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and that might be like the movie's only saving grace at this point. <laughs> and that's a smooth might. Yeah. And you know, even if they do cast her, she's probably going to get like a couple of lines and then probably die in like the opening credits. <laughs> that's true. You never know. You never know. But she, I, I'm, you know, they love the piece of story together from, from garbage. So we'll see how they put. <laughs> Mm-hmm. together because they never what I've always hated about Fox 
is they don't like to I get you don't have to follow everything direct but you can still give us something that we are familiar with or at least a good story if you're going to craft it differently than what the comics do at least make it good don't make it don't make it the way they've been doing things and I hope you know they have they have Logan they have Deadpool to give that that kind of broke that mold but don't let you just kind of fall right back into that mess it's like they don't know like the they've forgotten what X-Men was originally meant to be yeah and it's just it's just a money market and I don't I don't see how some of these creators, these comic book creators can look at them and be content on the property that they created is now just a money machine. Yeah. Cause that that would that kind of shit would make me sick. Yeah. Well and it's funny because you know, some of us want to work in that and I think it would drive me crazy if I'm like, why are we not doing the obvious? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, we're not doing the obvious. I don't, I can see myself going like pulling my hair out. Like we're not doing the obvious, and then we surprise it failed. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, I didn't know. Like, yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't study those focus groups that people do when it's either a new commercial, a new product or service, a new movie, anything like that. All these focus crews will tell you that you are missing your demographics. So, and if you're missing your demographics, then you're probably not making money. And if you're not making money, then cuts are coming to the business. Yeah, somebody's getting fired. And what right. I, and I feel like that they need to think about Luke Cage. Luke Cage broke the mode with how things were done. That broke the internet. And uh-huh. so I feel like that, that should be always like the the tack on the wall. You know, that the post-it note that stays on the wall when it comes to these issues like... Right. And, we, and, and Luke Cage Black wasn't even perf- perfect. True. True. And when Black Panther come out, that's that should be the biggest sticky note on the wall. It's like, mm-hmm. look what that just did. If we can't figure out how to make something like this work for us, then why are we in this business? Right. Mm. But, yeah. Let's, uh, I guess we should talk about Drag Race. I get <laughs> So, uh, Drag Race came, uh, and they were tasked with doing three different looks for three different ball occasions. Uh, so the first, I'm just going to run through this real quick. The first one was, oh my gosh, hold on. The first one, sorry about that. The first one was a rainbow. She better Mm -hmm. don't. And they had to make um, some kind of rainbow stuff. The second one was unicorn realness. And the third one was uh, a village people type costume. Mm-hmm. Now, what I want to talk about was, obviously, you have the village people. You have the cop, the construction worker, the seaman, the Native American, and who else? Is that? I think that's about all. Yeah, that was a Oh, and the leather, the leather guy. Now, one of the queens, Alexis Michelle, she picked the uh, the Native American, and I'm like, okay, is I don't know why the producers thought that this was a good idea to portray a Native American as some kind of accessory or costume, 
because we've seen this all the time in Halloween, and we're always saying that it's bad, it's, it's this and that. But then you do it in this kind of instance, wouldn't it still be offensive, even though that village people did it? I, you know, I don't know the answer to that, and I felt very uncomfortable when she paraded down the uh, the runway and trash. Might I add, you? She had the nerve to say, "Let me. I just need to get get in, read her real quick." It is not everybody's job to tell you, "Oh, girl, you might want to do something else with that outfit." Oh, girl, you might want to do your hair a different way, paint a different way. This is a competition. And for her to say that, oh, I thought um, you all would have told me that this was bad. I'm like, even if they would have told you, why would you trust somebody else's opinion rather than your own in a competition where those girls are trying to beat you? And then she said um, she had was stoning this. Uh, I, I guess it was a uh, court. She was stoning this corset. She's like, oh, she told Michelle Visage, I, I, I almost uh Cross my eyes out, uh, stoning this uh, this corset. That corset looked a damn mess. I'm like, you wasted all that time to do that, and then she had a uh, this dots rainbow TJ Maxx looking ass skirt. <laughs> it was just a mess, and then she had the nerve to have a bow sticking up out of her head. I'm like. Alexis, what are you doing? It's like she doesn't have any kind of fashion sense. Like, I, I don't know how she... I honestly don't know how she got that far. Truly. So anyway, the winner of the challenge would happen to be Shay, which I kind of would have it, given it to Sasha, but, you know, either or, I think they're in the top two. And... The bottom two were Peppermint and Alexis. And finally, Alexis went home. Because they actually, they performed to Macho Man, which was cute. And Peppermint did a uh, a Roxy Andrews, where she had another wig underneath her wig. (laughs) Yeah. Which was cute. She didn't do it like uh, Roxy did. Um, And Peppermint can perform. She can't perform. Anybody that goes against her in the lip sync. Might be going home. <laughs> so at this point, they can go ahead and do like a double elimination or mm-hmm. just go ahead and crown who's going to be it because let's let's wrap this up. Wrap it up because I got other shit to do. Yeah, I feel like these are getting, these are long. These are right. Long. It's It's like the show is good when it's a lot more queens in it and now once it's starting dwindling down, it's like, mm, because you know everybody thought that Valentina was going to at least get into the top three if not win but when she went home everybody was like oh so my horse is not in the run so what's the difference but I I think the top three are going to be Shay Sasha and Peppermint but I, yeah, I kind of I agree. I agree with that, and I also think I think Peppermint's gonna win. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I think it might be between Shay and Sasha. Because they've consistently done well, aside from um, Shay being in the, the bottom two last time. But I don't know. Bru, let's, let's wrap this up. <laughs> let's see. And then we have Miss Tandy Newton, uh, who recently just sat down with, with Oprah. They, did, they were doing kind of an anniversary of Beloved, for those who saw Beloved. Uh, I saw Beloved. I, I actually appreciate Beloved for what it was. Um, but they were, you know, had like a little actor for actor series. They're just talking about, you know, everything. And then they, then um, Tandy briefly mentioned the Han Solo movie. And um, what she said was to be a part of a legacy like Star Wars, it's love for a reason. And um, she could have been in for a brief nothing. I would have been in for a brief nothing and I would have been thrilled and delighted. Um, to be taken seriously as a woman of color at 44 years old, who looks very good for her age. Um, it's dope. It's a dope-ass franchise. So, you know, it's, it's, it's available for you just to let it go. And so basically we don't know, we still don't know much. She can't, she only say so much, but it is very interesting to know that she's in this movie. And I'm really curious to know what she's going to play. And I hope she's playing a like a black woman like a black woman not an alien not right like they had Lapita out there looking silly <laughs> yes I'm really interested in who she's I, I, I don't know I'm, I'm so curious about who she's going to be so I hope it's good I hope it really is it always kills me that in these sci-fi movies people of color are like far and few between yeah and it makes you wonder oh these filmmakers and whatnot they don't see us in the future yeah so yeah i i'm hoping that they have kind of and i i want to believe they have paid attention to things that have been said in the past and i think tandy's gonna have a good role because it's tandy newton you know she's been nominated for oscars She's been around. They know who she is. I feel like that. And then she's been nominated for her role in Westworld, and which she's great in. So I think she's going to be in a good role, and I hope it's something that we can be like, ooh, look at her. You know, like she's doing stuff. I, I, I just want to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we'll be looking out, Tandy. You, I mean, I know you can't say much, but I'm hoping, I'm hoping we'll see at least some type of trailer or teaser at Comic-Con. That's what I'm expecting. Oh, yeah. Comic-Con is coming up rather soon. Next month, I will be all in the midst of it. I got to make sure I drop 10 pounds so I can be all up in these thought shorts. You know, just everything I need to do. (laughs) (laughs) Got to get that body right. Yeah. But I can't be showing out too much because... I'm supposed to be seeing somebody. So, um, <laughs> we, I love well, how you just zip past through that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, well, no, I mean, I, I'm I'm talking to somebody, seeing somebody. I will see him before I go to Comic Con. So that's why I'm saying, you know, I must be I must be slowing down and not being so fast and everything else. So, because you know, I'm going. I, I actually, I, I may be going to Montreal's Comic Con because he just wanted to about that. So. We, We'll probably have some pictures of us at this Comic Con if everything goes well there to see what they do over there in Canada. 
Mm-hmm. And oh, Canada. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this on the tea table? Um, I don't think so. Let's go ahead and clean these up and take a break and come back to our king size issue of Wonder Woman. That's right. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. And we are back, and we're going to get into this king-size issue, or basically the queen-size issue, because we're talking about the movie Wonder Woman. It finally came out. We, well, I already saw it. We, but we, but we, it came out. Everybody got to see it. It broke box office, you know, records. It, it has, it's beginning to change the game. Indeed, yeah, I was, um, I was very, I was impressed. Um, there were some things that, you know, obviously we'll talk about later on, but overall, um, it was finally a good movie for DC. Mm-hmm. I personally believe, I think I said it before, this should have, not only this should have been the first one, but I feel like this should make them look through their roster of what's coming out next and make them redesign that roster. Because right. I, wherever they had, it was like, that was cute in theory, but y'all need to like stay on, stay in formation and continue what you had. And the fact that this movie was brighter, coherent, <laughs> um, um, consistent, in my mind, I, I, I felt really good about this and I'm I'm actually seeing it again this weekend so I mean this will make the third fourth time for me um but then I'm a huge fan so that's why I'm I'm shelling out the bucks but let's we're gonna break it down and kind of talk through you know certain parts of the movie and then you know really get into some things that we thought personally and all that good stuff so we're gonna start with the Amazons so Nick what what was it what, what did you think about the introduction of the Amazons Okay, so I wish we had more of the Amazons. Mm-hmm. I wish. I want to hope. Yeah, they actually need their own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they were so good. The brief moment, the brief time that we had with them, mm-hmm. um, a lot. What I will say is, I was very disappointed that they had all these. Uh, people of color, and they barely got lines. They had Florence Kasumba in there, and she got maybe she got one line in there, and before mm-hmm. Diana interrupted her, and I was like, 
why do you why do y'all keep on doing that? You know we came to see the sisters too. Mm-hmm. But that fight scene on the beach. Woo! <laughs> I was like, that that gave me everything I needed. And I did not know Robin Wright had that in her. Yes, I think uh, I'm gonna mispron- I always mispronounce her name. Antropy, Antrop uh, I said Antiope? Antiope, Lord. Antiope. She now there's not a lot about her in the comics. Because in the comics, um yeah, her and Hippolyta are sisters. But when they were imprisoned by Hercules, um, you know, they got out, they fought free, what have you. But Antiope was pissed at Hippolyta because of how this happened. Because it kind of happened because of Hippolyta. Oh, I can't even say names today. So it kind of happened, the enslavement happened because of that. So they left and they went to Egypt around that area to create the the Bana Madal. And I'm saying that name wrong. So, y'all, please, uh, if you know the, the correct pronunciation, let us know. Um, they went over there where they kind of had their own Themyscira in um, Egypt. So that's, we don't really know that much about that, but here we got to see her and she gave us so much in that small amount of time. You're right. That was a lot that she gave us. The way that when she was on that beach and she took those arrows and hit, stuck it in the ground. Right. I was, I was like, okay, you are not playing. She Ooh. is not here with the bullshit. Yes. And I need her trainer's uh, number because her body was sick. Robin was right by... She was already gorgeous when uh, in House of Cards, but you saw uh, definition. Like, yeah. serious definition. And when she did that uh, that backflip and mm-hmm. hit them boys with that arrow, I was like, baby, she is not here with the bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Yes. And you're right. I wanted more. T- I-, I wanted... This could have been three hours, and they could have gave us an hour and a half of just being at the mascara. Just because I wanted more time to hear the names. I was like, I don't hear names. I don't hear names. Nobody else is talking. And I get that because somebody was like, well, it is not the movie about the Amazon. So I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But I just wanted more time because I feel like it was, I think it, it did a good job for us to want it so bad, you know, because we want it so bad. We want to see more of them. We like that they were in battle, but I would like to have seen them where they were not in battle, you know, when they're having conversations. I would have loved to have seen Philip has say something like, but my queen, you know, something to where she's like, but my queen, you know, she should learn how to fight. Um, I don't like the fact that they were silent because they're like you were just putting women of color in there to put them in there. But I also see that this is Amazon. So, you know, they are all. There, they all also with a queen. That's their queen. They're going to, uh, going to respect her decisions. Uh, but at the same time, I wish we would have had more voices. I love that we saw Artemis or Anne. Anne, who played, she's a boxer who played her. Like when you saw Artemis, you knew that this was no. This person is not playing either. Mm-hmm. I love Artemis. I love that she was this, this big black woman. Wielding that axe, <laughs> like, and I bet she did all her stunt work too by herself. Yeah, and I was feeling her the entire time. I was kind of, you know, slightly turned on by her. <laughs> <laughs> she just has so much power. I was like, it's just her presence. That's why when she was on Twitter, I, I had to let her know. I had to scream out at her and, and, and 
because I wanted her to know that I appreciated the little time she had. She actually just said in an interview that there's a lot that was cut. So maybe in, you know, with the director's cut, we get more of them. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to address something because I saw a lot of people were a little bothered with the beginning where there was the black woman running after Diana. Okay, I had issues with that as well. I was like, um, okay, so they had black maids and then Mascara. But... Okay. Yeah, okay, and I, and I get that, but I think because I get you know I got to a point. So let me look up all the roles they play because if you have a line, then in in IMDb, they you know you get your name and what your title was. And so she had a line, you know, it was like Diana, come back, whatever it was. I think she was. I think I matched her up. I think she is. I'm, I'm not going to even try to say the name, but this particular killer's character um, is considered the tutor and historian of Themyscira. And so when I thought about it, she was like, maybe that was her tutor because Diana was taught, and if you in the comics, she was taught by someone, you know, everything about what it is, you know, reading and writing, everything else. So they had to have a tutor. I looked at her as her tutor. Uh-huh. Like she was running from her tutor. Um, so that's how I saw it. But then when I looked at who the characters of all the, what the black women were playing, who were not, because there were black women who were listed as the warriors version, like the warrior Amazons. And then there were a few Amazons that had their names. So the ones we did recognize, like um, Norobi and then Philippus and then the, and then the senator, they had their face. There was that one black woman. Her name was Millipe, and I'm saying her name totally wrong. And I was thinking that's her. And then if you look up Millipe, she is the tutor. Well, she is the historian and the librarian of Demascara. In that instance, I could see that it, it just. I get it. The optics. You look at the optics looked a different way. But yeah, I. They could have had the Amazons and not just the the black Amazons. There were a couple of Asians mm-hmm. in there as well. They could have given given them some lines or some dialogue amongst themselves talking about Themyscira or Diana or Hippolyta. And I liked how Hippolyta, she wasn't like this soft-spoken. She wasn't like a, a damsel in distress type of queen. Mm-hmm. She got off the 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 horse and was fighting alongside the Amazons too. Mm-hmm. That was cute. Uh, she did too, and she did a little twirl. I was like, "All right, I have twirl on them hoes." Gonna show them like I'm the queen, and this is how the queen acts. Like I love that. I yeah, love that, that that was the best part of the movie. Yeah, um, I also I wish that we saw that Diana interact with the Amazons more too. Because it, it, it like she was acting like you know like she's a part of them. Um, I wanted to s- her to be like more like I'm like we're all together. But it was interesting how they said that you are not an Amazon, right? I was like, oh well, everybody knows, everybody gets the joke except her. You know, I was like, mm. and that's not the way she was raised. She was raised as an Amazon. Now, they almost treated her the way Donna Troy. Donna Troy is Wonder Girl, and she was well in the pre-crisis era of DC Comics, she was raised on the island 
but she knew she was an Amazon, but they gave her all, they all gave her a piece of their powers to make her one. Um, and I, I just didn't like that part, but I, I kind of missed the tournament. I almost wanted a little bit of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, just to see why she became Wonder Woman, but we didn't get that. We kind of got what we saw in the Justice League car- cartoon when she just took the costume and just left. Um, so we saw that in this, and she took the costume and left. But I do like the conversation that um, her and Hippolyta had that you are my greatest love, but also my greatest sorrow. No, now, does she mean that, does she in that instance? Uh, banish her from the island? That's a good question. I I took it as she the risk was by leaving they cannot come back. Um, that's kind of the thing of you know they they were put there in an island for a reason. I guess mm-hmm. I don't know. If she, I don't know if she banished her, but I think she realized that she lost her, um, and she. I feel like Hippolyta realized that, yes, you're making a big decision. I don't know if you thought this through completely, but yet I'm proud of you for being the woman I raised you to be. But at the same time, I'm losing you as my daughter. Yeah, that must that. Yeah, that was that's tough. That's very tough. Um, Now, let's talk about uh, Chris Pines's portrayal as uh, Stephen Trevor. For he wasn't really annoying as I thought he was going to be. Um, he had some kind of funny moments, but overall, I thought he he didn't stink in the mm-hmm. role of Steve Trevor. Like I didn't have any expectations for him. I mean, I liked the um, when he was soaking in the bath, the tub. Okay, that's about it. I think we all did. I mean, he's. And, you know, there's a lot of Chris Pine hate, which I don't completely get, because um, he's a good actor. He's played some very, he's played a lot of different type of roles. If y'all have ever watched him in different, he's been in a few indie movies. Um, if you ever seen him in some of those, like, he's a good actor, and he's cute. I mean, he has cute lips. His lips are really cute. Um, and he has those beautiful eyes. His eyes are dangerous. I, he wasn't annoying. He was fun. He was fun. He wasn't ridiculous. Um, he was fun and I enjoyed his character yeah I didn't want I was my hesitation on coming in in the movie was he's going to be this over this hyper masculine dude bro who's going to get Wonder Woman his sole purpose was to just knock her up and get her in her um, in the bed but like you said he wasn't he wasn't terrible. Yeah. I could have still done without him. That's just me. And mm-hmm. like, it's not like he's a bad actor. I just don't. Uh, I just don't care for him too much. It's like, oh, uh, you're a dime a dozen. And there's too many Chris's out here to begin with. <laughs> I wanted to jump on Wonder Woman as a character and Gaul playing her. Um, now I, I I will say I was one of those people who did not I was not a fan. Um I was not a fan of her cast. But after seeing her in this movie, I was a fan. I felt that she was Wonder Woman. I feel like that was who she was like I felt her as Diana. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I initially was here for it uh, in Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. So when she uh, when they agreed that they were going to do a Wonder Woman, I was like, okay, so I'm already there because I think she was a good casting as Wonder Woman. Um, and you're right, she portrayed what Wonder Woman is. Mm-hmm. That sense of selflessness, um, that sense of duty. Yeah, and um, I was I was very pleased. Yeah, I, I, some of the things like I, it was funny. Some of the lines were like "to the war," <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> like it's right, like it's just something you go to like on store or something. Or I like when she when she talked to um, Anna Candy. She's like a secretary. That sounds like a, that sounds like slavery. Like when she was explaining what her role is to Steve, or when she was drying all those tres- the dresses. I was like, yeah, this is like I like that about she was very into the character. You could tell she cared about being. Um, Wonder Woman in this and one of the things that stuck to me there was a few things um, but one of the her, one of the lines she had when she was in that room of men and when that general was trying to say like you know we're going to do this and why are you in here and I love when she said that how dare you you know send these men out to die you're not going to do anything you should be ashamed you should be ashamed I was like uh-huh. that's my like yes I was there for that and people clapped when she said that people clapped when she talked about what a man's purpose is like when she said yeah men are supposedly for pleasure but but in reality you don't need them or something like that right um she has some good lines and i love the no man no man's land scene that was let's get into close. that scene let's get into that scene because mm-hmm. that when i uh, that was a very um that was a powerful scene to me, mm-hmm. especially when he's like, uh, Chris, well, Trevor said, um, no man has ever crossed this line or she said something to that effect. And he said, she's like, uh, well, I'm not a man. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. And she got that, uh, got up on that ladder and held back the bullets. It's like you, the allegory that that resembled, I mean, we could see it every day on Twitter. We could see it every day in the real world. Hell, we saw it in some of the hearings when uh, Senator Kamala Harris was going back and forth with uh, that fuck face of a dude. Yeah. And he goes say, is that a no? <laughs> After this long-ass explanation. But I digress. Mm-hmm. That was such... It was such a good scene, and I was glad that a lot of little girls, particularly a lot of black little girls, were able to see that. Because, yeah. you know, black women get a lot of shit thrown at them. Yeah. And to see a woman doing that. And granted, there's some people that say that a oh, Wonder Woman should have been black. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but I, it, it was just a, a really, really strong and powerful scene. Yes, I like that. I like the fact that she was naive, because as she was saying, she has a sense of duty, and that was something that was very important to her. Um, but she was naive about how things work. Like when she realized, like people will kill people, not because they are possessed by Aries. It's the fact they'll just do it because of what's in their hearts. 
And I think that was something where she had to realize it made sense when you look back about when when she was in Batman versus Superman. She said, I left all this a long time ago. And you kind of got an understanding like, oh, okay, because you realize that it wasn't what you thought Ares possessed everybody. It's no, (laughs) that is people are just evil. And she learned that the hard way. And then she had to wrestle with that herself because no, when she was fighting Ares, he was like, you're supposed to be revel in your power. You're supposed to be a god. You're supposed to hate these things. And I think that was probably something that may have, that shook her. They're like, oh my god. You know, that I have never been challenged on what I believe until I came here. Um, I don't want to say, because there's arguments that Steve's death was the wake-up call for her. I think it was more about who she was when she looks at what her mission was in the beginning. I think that was. I think Steve Steve's death. Spoiler, people, um, played a role, but I don't think it was the main reason that she snapped out of things. I think it was more about no. I was raised to believe this. I still believe. And she even said that she was like, I believe, and I believe in love, and I believe in these things. I yeah. think helpful for her to know what that means because she was always. It has never been challenged. My mom loves me. The Amazons love me. What is the sacrifice of that love? Yeah, and I I didn't fun. think she I didn't fun. think uh, his death was some kind of catalyst to mm-hmm. pull her back. And yeah, that's and even I don't want it to even go down that road because then it takes the focus off of her. Mm-hmm. You know, this wasn't really about you, Steve. Yeah, yeah. like you just happened to come up on Themyscira. Yeah. But she saw, she saw, but she always, she saw the sacrifice of love through her aunt. When her aunt died, when, you know, um, when, what you call it, died. Yeah. Which I'm, I was the one to say Antiope, that's not her name. Antiope. Antiope. She has seen the sacrifices of what love is. When someone loves you and the sacrifice they would do for you. Why didn't they give her a, a funeral or some kind of burial? That was yeah, that's a good question. I was like, why we didn't get to see that? Like some type of sacramental burial. So like, I, I wanted to see this. That's what I'm saying. We need more time with the Amazons. We need to see all of that. Um, yeah. But I, I think again, Steve, Steve's death helped her realize. Um, just help her realize, like, this is what it means to sacrifice and what you believe in. Because he didn't really do it for her. He did it for, I guess, America, you know, America. He did that. Yeah, he still a, had a mission to do. Yeah. I think that helped her see, like, oh, this is what it is. This is what it looks like in real life. Because she's always seen it on paper. This is real life. You know, that's how I think, that's how I took it. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen it on paper. My mom told me stories. But this is what this is what it really looks like. This is what war looks like. This is what people would do when they kill kids. You know, when, they, when she went back to that village, she saw all these things and the emotions she never really felt until. Yeah, that was a tough scene. That was a really tough scene. Yeah. Um, the story. So I, I, the story was solid for me. I like the story. It was a little bit different than her. her it was. It did follow George Perez. Um, run when he first when he reintroduced Wonder Woman back in the eighties. Um but I like that. I like the story. I like that we got to see her adapt to man's world and how man's world adapt to her. 
Uh, I like the characters. I like Anna Kennedy. That was great. She was fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like that they got introduced. I, I struggle with the, their super friends of sorts because they're all different people of color. And I was like, ah, okay. Right. I, oh, I yeah, chose to do that, but I don't like because if you, I don't know if you remember, if you, Captain America, I don't know if it's Captain America, there was one particular Marvel movie where they do have like these soldiers and there are people of color in that group too. Um, and then if you watched um, um, Agent Carter, they were, every once in a while they will pop up with her. But it, it didn't feel like they were forced. This felt like a little like, of course they're going to pick these people this way. But at the same time, there was some, with the Native American character, there was some, there was the neat thing that he was speaking a Native American language that we haven't heard in, in a long time. So I appreciate that. So I, I I have a little mixed reviews on that piece, but I was, again, glad to see more people coloring roles. But when I thought about it, I was like, but these are the men and they get to speak, not the women of color who gets to speak. Right. Yeah, they could have. Another lost opportunity for them. Um, yeah, I thought the story was it was decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that her pursuing Ares was just going to wind up as nothing. It was it was just going to be war related, uh, like uh, the World War was it one or two? I think it was one. Yeah. It was World War One related um, storyline. But I'm glad that they added that element. That tied everything back to Diana, Themyscira, and all of the Amazons and her storyline. Yeah. I like that, too. I liked... Um, again, the story was fine with me. I liked the fight between her and Ares. That was a nice fight. Uh, it made me think about the animated movie when she fought him. Um, and, you know, using the lightning and everything else. The one thing about the story I did not care for is the fact that they... They made Zeus, like he killed, like you know, Zeus, like Zeus saved everybody because Ares killed all of the gods. Um, uh, and Zeus was the fucking, uh, he was the epitome of a fuck boy. He was, and so that's why I'm like, no, everybody knows the goddesses were the ones who blessed the Amazons and gave them the mascara. And I felt like, why do we do that? Why couldn't we just have the Amazon? I mean, have the goddesses. What was so wrong with that? You know, I'm like, and I don't like the fact that they were basically killed. We didn't even see them in the format. We barely saw them in the silhouette. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically. And also, um, that the animation with her lasso, mm-hmm. they need to work on that because that looked like a old ramen noodle flipping around there. That, that animation got to be tighter. No, yeah, that was just like a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was tight when that when that alley scene when she was in disguise. I like that scene yeah. when they introduced the last. I was like, that's why I envisioned how you would do it. How she spin it around and threw it. I, I like that. Um, I like that she got to throw her strength around. You know, like she pick up tanks and mm-hmm. so that was neat. So I, I I agree that the story was was decent. It was good. Um, it was a good introduction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a very a very solid introduction to her storyline. Yeah. So, what would you change? Are we, I feel like we kind of said that already. But what would you? What would be some main things you would change? Definitely give the women of color some lines, some um, 
some storylines as well. Yeah. Um, maybe even tie in, like maybe even pre Diana, have the the gods and goddesses create Themyscira before her storyline begins. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also make it because this another kind of animation note like was she either flying or was she just jumping i think it felt like she was flying because it because it looked like she was just jumping around like a big old oh i feel like she was jumping at one point which is funny because if you think about the tv show she did that was she would do a lot of jumps um a lot of leaps but she um, also flew in the, the animated series too so i'm like um but at the end, I think we got a little bit of that because we saw her fly out. And I was like, okay, that's cute how you end this. Right. Um, let's see. Anything else I would change? No, I mean, if you were co- coming into this movie thinking that Wonder Woman is going to right every wrong that DC has done and there's going to be some stellar acting, then you might have gone to the wrong movie. Yeah. It was just, it was a solid comic book hero movie and a solid summer film. Yeah. Now this movie doesn't, one movie doesn't right the wrongs of DC that DC has made. Mm -hmm. So they've, they, they got to do better or they got to do more and be consistent about it. Yeah. What would I change? Again, with you, I would change, um, the mascara and give us more time, give more Amazons the, the, the ability of speaking and, and all that good stuff. Um, I probably would shorten some scenes. Um, you know, I feel like some scenes were like a little long, um, but in all, I, I was fine with it. I probably wish it was more modern, but I'm kind of glad we got a, a, a introduction with the World War One. War, War um, I probably. I would have changed the whole god goddess situation. The goddesses would not have been gone so fast. Um, so I would have kept that. I would have changed that. Um, but now we can jump into what we would like to. I guess we kind of already said what we would like to see. So we kind of said what we would like to see. Um, but in the future, I would love to see. And I kind of put this on Twitter if they do when they do the sequel. That we get into the the Amazons that did leave the mascara, the ones who did go to Egypt, um, or we get into enemies like Cersei. Cersei is one of her is a powerful enemy of Wonder Woman. Like maybe play along with the Greek stuff to where we get more of that. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, well, she's bad. Oh, Cersei is bad. And Cersei is no joke. So I thought of like maybe Cersei is it is the reason why. The Amazons love like she played because Cersei is a manipulator, so maybe she's the reason why they went to, you know, to Egypt. But also let her have something to do with if they introduce Nubia. Maybe that Cersei is the reason why we don't know about Nubia. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that could be a way you introduce like who's like who is this woman leading these other Amazons? Who is she? And they're like, well, Diana, she's she's your sister. <laughs> you know, like. Right. She could be her older sister. She could be her twin sister. It, you know, there's something to where it's like that. So I would love, love to see something like that. Yeah, yeah, I would. 
I would also like to see maybe uh, Cheetah be introduced because uh, I know that's a, a nemesis of Wonder Woman. Definitely Cersei to play upon those uh, the mythology uh, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I would like to see Nubia, especially if they play her up and don't kill her because you know they like to kill us. Yeah. Um. Who else? Because I'm not very familiar with Wonder Woman's, uh, her nemesis, except for, you know, Cheetah. Yeah. That's all I know. Um, Cheetah can be fun, too, because Cheetah could be introduced, could be something that Cersei has something to do with, too. Like, Cersei could be like, yeah, I promised this person this if she helps me. And so I gave her the ability to become the Cheetah. Like, yeah, something like that, if they wanted to play around with storylines, because... Um, Cheetah gets her powers from a a, a a god, kind of a this plant god thing. So they would have done something like that, but maybe have something because Cersei also can maybe work into turning people into animals because that's one of her abilities. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be how she um, get Cheetah together. So you know that could be something too. They can bring in both of them to get Wonder Woman an action packed movie. Yeah, that that would be really good. All right. Well, I mean, we liked it. I mean, to me, I I liked it. I think it's a great start. I'm seeing it again. So, like I said before, I'm willing to put the money out there. So, yeah, I liked it. I might go see it again. Um, I need y'all to stop these arguments that Wonder Woman um, should have been black. Um, I don't know. <sighs> yeah. Th- Quickly, I, I want to address, like I, like I said, I think I've said this, like, we can, this fine being critical. I have no problems being critical. But sometimes if there's nothing in the cupboard, there's nothing in the cupboard. <laughs> like, that's not say, that shadow over there is oppression. Like, that's just me. Right. I, I mean, some of y'all, I do agree with a lot of things, but some things were just going too, like, there's too much reaching. Too much reaching. I think when if I did not intend to do something, but you see it and you think that was intent, that's you. So I don't want to get into a place where we are finding things that are not really there or not intending to be there. Yes, everything should be questioned. Mm-hmm. But let's not try to, let's not do make-believe too at the same time. Like let's try to understand and say, if you don't know the answer, don't create one. Right, like don't we can be like you said, we can be critical. We can still we can like something mm-hmm. and still be critical of it. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of things that I like, but I'm still gonna hold it to I'm still gonna ask questions about it. So this whole oh, I'm not supporting Wonder Woman because she's not black or things along that lines, I'm like, Well, if you read the comics, you would understand I have a better understanding of her storyline and that a lot of women of color are in her storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm just don't create chaos when there's not chaos. Yeah, true. All right. Well, that's our review. We like that's our review. Yeah. <laughs> it was decent. Like I said, it was a decent um a decent uh movie for um everybody involved uh i know that 
Patty Jenkins has already signed on for a second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gal Gadot has already signed up for it. Robin Wright has already signed up for it. Um, so I'm interested to see uh, what storyline they go with. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can call uh, Gail Simone, uh, Phil Jimenez mm-hmm. to be contributors. Yeah. Because they'd be happy to do it. I know Phil would be. Right. But, you know, like always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor is at Wonder Man 5. The podcast is at Megasheen Pod. And we do have a update. We will be closing Megasheen account tonight. So Mm -hmm. go ahead and follow us on Megasheen Pod. You can go to our website, themegasheen.com. You can follow us on Instagram. Facebook at the Megashine. Um, anything else before we get up out of here? No, that is it. Um, keep on the lookout for um, as we get closer to Comic Con, we'll be posting more things and doing periscopes. So just be ready for that. All right, and as always, you need to go get your tickets for Universal Fan Con. Uh, go to the site. I follow them on Twitter. It's I can't tell y'all that that con is going to be lit. Yes. Everybody and their mother is going to be there. We got Nerds of Prey, Fan Bros, Black Girl Nerds, uh, Geek Soul Brother, us, the Blurred Girl. There's so many people are going to be there. We got still got announcements coming up this summer, so stay tuned because it's already going to be fire. And we're going to be there. So, you know, oh, you know, we're going to be there. Well, no. Just to be in that mix is amazing. Right. <laughs> All right, y'all. So, y'all have a good day, and we will be back soon. Bye. Bye.